joining us for this new Connected Futures podcast. I'm Stephanie McCann, editor of Connected Futures magazine. Chief financial officers are increasingly spending money on cybersecurity. Many are seeing a security investment as a catalyst to transform their organization and enable business growth. In this episode, we will continue our discussion about the CFO's role in cybersecurity. I'd like to welcome Steve Durbin, Managing Director of the Information Security Forum. Thanks for being here, Steve. Oh, it's a pleasure, Stephanie. Thank you for asking me. Also joining us today is James Mobley, Vice President of Cisco's Security and Collaboration Services Group. Welcome, James. Thank you, Stephanie. It's great to be here as well. So thank you both for continuing our discussion about this topic today. I'd like to get started. Um, In our last conversation, we explored why the CFO is best positioned to champion cybersecurity. But today I want to take a little bit of a deeper dive. I really want to take a look at what's the CFO's role when it comes to cybersecurity. One of the things I also see, you know, I don't like to hear your thoughts on this, is the importance of information or the importance of data in these kinds of um, products that are being brought to market, services, or indeed in the development of these. I'm thinking particularly of things like intellectual property. You know, increasing, I think we've got two things going on here. We've got uh, certainly an increase in legislation that is really compelling organizations to take a much more compliance-led approach in certain areas. Um, But also, I think we have to face up to the fact that a lot of the information that is being used in these projects and and, and services is hugely attractive to the cyber criminal, uh, whether that be state-sponsored, whether it be for for pure profit, or whether it actually be for ulterior motives because you you happen to be an insider. Um, And how you manage the risk associated with that and how you can protect all of that information at a time when you need to be um, sharing it with with third parties in a whole range of different areas uh, and also perhaps being quite open about some of uh, some of these things that's a real a real challenge and i think that as you rightly point out you know the cfo has experience in this kind of space the cfo is used to dealing with hugely sensitive Uh, information, investor relations uh, information, financial reporting, SEC compliance, they're all clearly in their their realm of expertise. But, but, you know, I'd I'd be interested to hear your view on on how this is going to pan out, this uh, this whole sort of data that's coming in there. What do you think? I think it's, no, I think it's a critical point, a very critical point. And um, and one of the things that uh, I think when you think about value that the CFO can bring to this is is you're absolutely right. You know, when you, first of all, the CFOs have already started to go through this education process. They've got to understand, which they already do, because it's just inherent in their roles, the value that's at stake. And that, and that value is typically tied to IP and data. And so just having that understanding, along with what you just referenced in terms of who are the actors and what are their interest levels, uh, to whether that be you know, a hacktivist or whether that be organized crime or whether that be a nation state, and then to understand where do they sit within the kind of the, the framework of, of industry and, and verticals, as we call them often from our side, uh, you know, representing many clients. But uh, am I in a critical infrastructure environment? Am I in an environment where my critical information is going to be extremely attractive? And if so, to which actor? 
because all of that kind of creates the need to have a very tight relationship between the CFO, between the CISO, the CISO, the CSO, and even legal. And so to understand the prioritization and the value of the IT, which is something that the CFOs uh, know extremely well, and to now bring that back to relate to the other side of the aisles on the cybersecurity side, I think it creates an opportunity to put strategies in place which allow you to manage the risk around those more effectively. And so I think it's yeah, yeah. critical when, when, yeah, when we think about, you know, all of the digitization and transformation of business models, connected data is one of the key ways that uh, you, you, you draw and you get competitive advantage, whether that be in a mining industry where you're getting access to data that you've never had from a logistics standpoint, whether that be within the retail industry where you've got in-store analytics. So data is key, and the ability to, to manage the risk around that uh, needs someone who can also assist with the prioritization of what is most important, and that's the role that the CFO can bring, again, in bridging that dialogue between the business and the technical side of, of, of the equation. You would assume, right, that the the, the CISO and the and the CSO would be would be in there, but it's also people like legal that you mentioned. But for me too, it's it's the role of HR. It's about the people element. You know, we talk a lot about uh, in this industry about technology and what technology can do. We talk a lot about processes, but actually, when we begin to look at how we can defend against some of these attacks that that we're seeing, or indeed how we can protect our most valuable assets shouldn't underestimate the role of people in all of that as well. And so I think that, that this cohesion in the boardroom is absolutely fundamental because leadership has to begin at the, at the top. There has to be somebody who is calling the shots there, the, 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 the plays from on, on your side of the Atlantic, um, and who is able to really direct that, I think, across the, uh, across the enterprise. And I see that as being hugely important as we uh, as we go forward, I, I touched on earlier this whole sort of legislative um, issue. You know, over in, uh, in in Europe, for instance, we're seeing now the upcoming um, general data protection regulation that's really going to force, I think, organisations to focus very much more on the um, protection of of information assets and to prove to regulators that that, that they're able to uh, to protect that in the face of fines, very significant fines for, for not doing so. So again, when we start to talk about these sorts of things, you know, the CFO really is, uh, is the person I think I would probably want on my side in these kinds of discussions rather than, rather than anything else. And it's a new role uh, for them. I think we ought, to, we ought to recognize that as well, right? I mean, they're not, they're not traditionally seen as being a member of the security team, are they? No, no, they're not. And I, I think that also talks to, you know, some of the changes that we're going to see within the CFO role. And number one, I think it's going to start off with having to get a, a lot more uh, educated and aware of uh, cybersecurity, of all of the issues within the cyber, the impacts. Uh, and so we're going to see a lot more um, knowledgeable CFOs when it comes to cybersecurity because, again, when companies become digital, uh, that they, they, by default, uh, become cybersecurity companies because if your whole business model starts to shift, uh, you know, toward the technological kind of digital transformation, then cybersecurity becomes key. And so that's going to drive, you know, the education 
um, and the awareness of, of the CFOs to a, to a different place. And I think that's going to also uh, make for a lot more interlocked business strategy and, and technical strategy. The other side that I'm, I'm very interested in seeing as, as well is just around metrics. You know, one of the things that the CFOs are just extremely good at uh, is laying things out in dashboards and metrics. And, and a lot of cyber uh, security has been about operational metrics, but I'm very interested in seeing as well what some of the growth metrics uh, will, will look like. We're beginning to see connections, for example, between cybersecurity uh, investments early on versus a lag in cybersecurity readiness that affects adoption, you know, time to uh, adopt critical initiatives. The, uh, the survey that was conducted uh, by Cisco showed that almost 40% of the executives made a comment that they had had projects halted because of cybersecurity concerns. Those are critical strategic projects that were actually halted based on cybersecurity concerns. So all of a sudden you start thinking about metrics to measure the impact of cybersecurity on growth and innovation. And one of the ones that comes to mind very quickly are, are lag, lag times. If it takes you one year or two years before uh, you can roll out a strategic initiative because you're not ready from a cyber uh, security perspective, then those are real dollars, real value that you're not realizing, which you could have possibly realized a year or two or even more earlier. And so just one example of a metric, uh, you know, that tied directly to time lag. I think there are going to be other metrics as well. Uh, time to respond, as you mentioned, uh, this industry now is really tied to resilience and how quickly can we get back up and running once something has occurred uh, because it's inevitable uh, just about every company out there it's inevitable that they will have a situation uh, where they'll have to respond to a breach of some type and the ability to be resilient to bounce back to get back up and running uh, to get back to an operational state is extremely critical so i think another key metric that we're going to see is time to respond, time to remediate, all of these that are tied to getting back on our feet as quickly as possible. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And, and let's be honest, this whole area of metrics is, is one where security professionals traditionally have struggled to get their message across. I mean, we've all heard, you know, time and time again, the challenge of getting investment into some of these things. And I think that being part of or having a CFO as being uh, in your corner in this area really will help from the security perspective, but also very much more importantly from the business standpoint. You know, boards need to understand how they can measure the return on investment in this space. We haven't been able to do that particularly effectively. Um, it's no good measuring it on, on a lack of breaches but because you'd end up just chopping right. away. <laughs> you know, that isn't going to get it anyway. Um, right. So I, I think that's a, that's a key issue that we need to be focusing on too. And, and the other one that I wanted to add in here, which I'm seeing quite a lot of now as the markets are picking up uh, in, in certain areas, is this whole area of merger and acquisition. Um, you know, I'm aware of at least a couple of acquisitions that have just fallen over because of the inability to map effectively risk when it comes to cybersecurity. This lack of understanding, I think, of what organizations might be getting into is causing them to pull back from making acquisitions that perhaps on paper at a pure business level seem to make perfect sense. But when you dig into it, 
there's a whole host of problems there. And again, you know, that's that's fairly and squarely in the uh, in the CFO's court. Absolutely, completely agree. And we see see similar things there. And in fact, uh, have done a number um, of uh, of assessments and analyses uh, related to mergers and acquisitions. And you're absolutely right. Typically, before they come together. Uh, they're also partners and a part of the extended supply chain working together in various ways. And that's a, another one of those uh, places where I think uh, there will have to be continued spotlight is on the third-party risk and vendor risk and supply chain uh, risk, all of those things which, you know, are very commonplace in terms of discussions from a CFO perspective that now come front and center when you begin to think about, you know, things like M&A. Uh, not only the, the actual party that's going to be a part of the transaction, but also their partners and the ecosystem behind them uh, just, again, brings about a different uh, level of, of risk and, and, and concerns uh, that need to be managed, you know, very carefully. And the CFO, again, is, is right in the middle of that. So it's going to be an exciting time to be, to, to be a CFO because the job itself is morphing very much from uh, just simply being uh, concerned about financial risk to beginning now to see other risks that can not only impact financial uh, health and wellness, but also can impact operations. And in the, the things that we've seen and the analyses that we've done across every industry and across every country, you know, cybersecurity is one of the top three concerns. Uh, which means that the CFO role itself is going to have to become more knowledgeable and more aware of, of all of the various impacts of it. Well, I thank you both for sharing your insights today. I think we could probably talk all day about the CFO's role in cybersecurity, um, but you provide some great insights. So thank you both. Thank you. No, thank you. And to hear more about cybersecurity as a growth advantage, check out Cisco's Connected Futures magazine at www.connectedfuturesmag.com. 